The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm number 2, we'll look at a brief review, verses 1 through 9, the Psalm's prophetic insight, and then we'll begin with verses 10 through 12 and conclude the Psalm today looking at the Psalm's present instruction. First a word of prayer, and then we'll review and read our text for today. Father, thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy and peace. Thank you for the loving kindness of God, which is better than life and showers us with blessings over and over and over, so that even in the midst of suffering, Lord, what suffering we have known, though it may be little, we rejoice in our Lord and say that God is good. Help us now to help your people from the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 2, verses 1 through 9, we have seen as we've looked through this psalm, prophetic insight. It gave us a view of the world, whether it was at Calvary, whether it is at Armageddon in a coming day, we saw the world uniting in raging rebellion. The fulfillment at Calvary is in the past. The fulfillment at Armageddon is in the future. And in between those days, and even before the day of Calvary, I believe we can see the world coming together, forming their little coalitions and announcing their confessions due to their contempt for Jesus and for Jehovah. The world has always had a controversy with God since it was plunged into the dominion of the devil there at the fall in the Garden of Eden, and man has no use for God. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their courts from us. This is the contempt of the world of men for the God of heaven 
and the God of this earth, we saw a view of the world united in raging rebellion. But then we noted a view of the Lord, whether it be the sovereign sitting upon his throne, laughing, having men in derision, pouring out his wrath upon them, seeing his purpose undisturbed, undelayed, and never to be destroyed. We noted God's Son, the position of the Son. He, too, is sovereign, and according to God's purpose, He will be anointed as King, for in the sight of God He has already been set as the Father's King upon the holy hill of Zion. The Father has made a decree It was spoken within the eternal counsels of the Godhead from the Father to the Son, and the Spirit had it pinned down as the rehearsal of Jesus. He makes his declaration and says, I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me. We saw the decree concerning Christ's first coming. A word of his relationship, thou art my son. A word of his resurrection, this day have I begotten thee. A word about his second coming, the Father speaks of Christ's privilege, ask of me, Christ's portion, I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, the Lord Jesus' possession, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession, his power, he is to break them with a rod of iron, dashing the wicked in pieces like a potter's vessel. And we noted here, We reference that the fulfillment of these verses will again be at Armageddon when Christ put down those armies and rulers and kings and nations of the world that gather together to make war against God and against Christ. He comes on a white horse and he puts down this world's war and for 1,600 furlongs or Around a hundred and some odd miles, a little less than 200 miles, the war takes place and blood runs as deep through that valley of Jezreel there around the hill of Megiddo up to the horse's bridle, the blood of man will run. And so his garments will be dyed red with the blood of his enemies. He will rule with a rod of iron, judge the nations, bring in the millennial kingdom. And those who gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army will be annihilated. And with all that in mind, we turn to Psalm number 2, verse 10, and consider the psalm's present instruction. The Lord offers terms of peace and pardon before the first kindling of his wrath appears which will culminate in war. These prophetic words now turn to present words of instruction for that day in which it was written, and I believe for this day because it is written. Verse 10. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. This is the commanded response to the Lord. The primary words of this text is spoken to kings and to rulers, especially those who rebel against God's authority. I would go on record and say to President Joe Biden, 
Be wise now, therefore, sir. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. To the Supreme Court judges, I would say, be instructed from this psalm. To our president and our vice president, to those who sit in the seats of Congress, I would say be wise, be instructed, pay special attention to what is said in God's word concerning God's son, wrath is coming. Yes, war, you are calling for war, but wrath is coming to this world and careful consideration should be given to God's word and God's prophecy and God's law and God's son and God's command to respond should be heeded. We should regard these words and be wise. We should receive these words and be instructed. Once the words of God are carefully considered, they should be heartily received, even as a child would receive the chastisement of his father. So we should all let these words correct us and align our hearts with God's Son that we might receive him for who he is. Yes, he is the Redeemer, but he is also the ruler from heaven over this earth. He is Savior, but he is Judge. He is Lord. He is God. He is King. And let us crown him King in our hearts, for he will one day be crowned as King upon this earth. Receive these words, regard these words. Such is the commanded response to the Lord. But this gives over to the commanded reverence for the Lord. Verse 11, revere him by serving beneath him. Psalm 2 verse 11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. We must serve him as our Lord, fear him as our Father, own him as our King, and rejoice with trembling. Thus our practice and our praise are tempered with a holy and healthy fear. These are good words for this day of the grace of God and of the gospel of grace. I'm not preaching the gospel of the kingdom here But I am saying that he who was crucified upon the tree, he who died on the cross, who was buried because of man's sins, and who rose again to prove he had paid the price and penalty and punishment was laid upon him for man's sins, he is coming again to this world as king. So receive him as Lord, receive him as Savior, revere him as God, Revere him as king and own him as your king, for he's the father's king. And then serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. But then also revere him by submitting to him. Verse 12, kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Let us then bow before him in humble repentance and in humble reverence. Let us own him as our king, as we receive him as our Savior and Lord, and kiss the hand of God's king, even Jesus, and pay homage as a loyal subject to the king of kings and to the Lord of lords, submitting gladly 
and giving forth heartily that special honor that is deserving of God's Son. Kiss the Son, lest to be angry. Give Him your obeisance. Yes, let us serve Him. Let us fear Him. Let us praise Him. Let us kiss Him. Let us love Him. Let us trust Him, for blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. Happy is the man whose trust is in Jesus Christ the Lord. What will your response to heaven be? Will you honor the Son of God? Will you kiss the hand of heaven's King, even King Jesus, our Lord, the Lord of glory? We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written, God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.